You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 155 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Drip Drop. Drip Drop ORS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Used by top hospitals across the country, Drip Drop ORS is safe enough for everyday use and powerful enough to help battle dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. I was dehydrated. It was. It was very challenging. I was dehydrated today, Drew. I didn't know what was happening. You know what happened? I drank drip drop. And guess what? You were rehydrated. Yeah, I peed a lot. So it worked. <laughs> you had to get off the couch multiple times. That's right. So it, I was, it led to exercise. Wow. Yeah. My eyes have been messed up and everything else because I've been staring at computer screens for like so long. But hey, you know what? At least my legs still work. So I have something to be thankful for. But, uh, but drip drops used by athletes, firefighters, military members, NASCAR fans. It's used by the garage guys. It's going to be used by NFL fans, that's no doubt, because we got NFL fans that love Garage Guys, so we're going to make sure that they get the Drip Drop too. And anyone listening to this right now can go to DripDrop.com and use promo code GarageGuys20 at checkout. You're going to get 20% off your order, and you're going to get that drip. Thank you so much to all the people that have been sending your photos online, on Twitter, Instagram, tagging us in Drip Drop. Please keep that shit coming. We appreciate it. Again, DripDrop.com, promo code GarageGuys20. Drew, we took an extra day, and I think that it's very uh, important why we did it, though. And uh, for all of you guys that may have been a little upset that we didn't have our normal show drop on Monday uh, for 155, if you follow us on Twitter at GGFS Podcast, you were able to see why we did that. It was for you, so don't be ungrateful. Uh, We were able to watch Westworld to have that recap for you. And we were able to watch The Last Dance, the new Michael Jordan special. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh were you boy. like a kid on Christmas today or what? Yeah. So when I decided to like close the blinds, turn off all the lights, turn the audio like all the way up, it, uh, it got very serious for me today. So Dude, The intro of just him, like it just pan zooming in on him, like sitting and all you see is the back of his head with that fucking left earring hoop. Like right. the, the chills began. He's got some and swag. He does, dude. And he, I don't think he even had a Hanes tee on, so I was proud of him. Yeah. He was just wearing normal clothes. But, dude, to see all of those legends of the game, like, together from that team and just really getting to watch that, the world's been going nuts because of the whole LeBron and, and MJ thing. It's like after just watching two episodes of that, how can you even – say that LeBron is better than Michael at this point. See, I think it's just so – I hate the debate, first of all. It's just not really fair. Um, Two generations. Yeah, and and here's the thing. LeBron, you go up to an average person, there's like a 50% chance they're going to hate him or they're going to love him, 50-50. With Michael Jordan, my understanding is that pretty much everyone loved him. Universally loved. Yeah. 
the yeah. world. Dude went to Paris and had all of Paris trapped out for him. <laughs> like, I, like, dude, I had never seen something like that. If you see LeBron in Paris, he might have, like, four or five people start crowding slowly around him until it gets uh, bigger and bigger. No, this he's going to be he's gonna be surrounded. Uh, dude, isn't it weird how foreign countries treat American athletes? They literally call Michael Jordan a god. Yeah, but have you seen them treat their soccer stars too, though? Oh, dude, I mean, it's bad. It's bad. Dude, like yeah. literally, it's crazy when you really look outside of America. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a whole different game, but we're going to be discussing that. Um, Got to definitely touch base on Sunday's uh, iRacing eNASCAR Pro Invitational. We'll talk a little bit about how that played out. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Erska race that took place Monday night. Our boys Kenny and Kyle Lowry at Dover. And then we're going to just wrap it all up with our Westworld recap uh, episode. What are we on now? Six? Yeah. Uh, De- Deco- Decoherence. Is that the name of the episode? Yeah. Very, uh, very strange. I have to, I'm going to Google that while we're I never see the names stuff. of the episodes. So you are actually a step ahead. I, I guess that's on there every time I click it, but I just never see it for some reason. Maybe on Xfinity doesn't have it on there. Yeah, I watch on the HBO Go app, so every time I press pause, it just, like, pops up. Uh, gotcha. Gives me a little pop, pop, little taps me on the ass a little bit. You know, and it's like, hey, remember what you're watching because she's going to be talking about it. A little slide of hand, a little little slap on the butt. There go. Likes to slide that hand right in the back <laughs> pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> throws, a, throws a hot hands in there, so I'm always got that ass on fire. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we keep it going. But let's, uh, let, let's talk. Let's go ahead and jump into the, the first thing off the board, uh, this iRacing uh, eNASCAR Pro Invitation. Can we finish the basketball chat? Are uh, we yeah, done? Yeah. I, mean, I'm I, not look, done yet. I know you have a full-on erection for this show right now. We're, we're going to get there. We're, we're going to be very brief. We, 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 we at least we're, – we're a fucking fantasy sports show. we got to talk a little bit about this, just a little. About the basketball or about the fantasy basketball? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, let's talk about the free contest on NBA 2K and DFS. That's that's where you're at right now. This Michael Jordan has woken up the basketball beast inside of you. I can hear his voice. Of course. I just didn't think we would uh, start the conversation and then cut it in half and go back. So are you is gonna, that what are we're you, doing? Are you gonna are you gonna power bone me into position to take over basketball right now? Is that what's happening? I'm completely cool with waiting on basketball. Do you want to uh, wait? See, you were polite. You were polite about it. So you were expecting what, me to not be polite. Yeah, I was expecting you to be like, "Fuck yeah, here we go." You, you so, opened the can of worms here, Garage I Guy. I did. I did, man. Go, dude, let's do it. You do. You're so hype. I don't think I've ever heard you this hype for something like ever. So can you did, tell tonight, that I had tonight is my life? your night. Yeah, it's look. It's four twenty. I've already had some time on my own earlier today so i've had i've had my fun so i want you to have your fun pilot us in take us to the mind in the world of the last dance michael jordan let's get back in this conversation okay so first give me your background like have did you know or like do you know the history behind this this bulls team are you kind of just like an average fan or where's you where are you at when and is this something that you love to watch or just something you kind of watch because it's the only thing on I have no shame in what I'm about to tell you. And this goes for all of you listening to this. I could give a shit less what you think about me. I never watched any basketball growing up as a kid, and I did not know who Michael Jordan was until I watched Space Jam. Wow. Okay, so this is completely, like, eye-opening to you then. This, so I'm almost jealous because you're getting to see all this I'm getting stuff. to see what all the LeBron stands are getting to see right now pretty yeah. much. Yeah. To me – 
we kind of alluded to this earlier when you said, how could anybody watch this and think MJ wasn't the greatest? Yeah. And to me, all it's confirmed is that LeBron's greatest thing he were, he has done or will ever do is be compared to Michael Jordan and live up to that expect and live up to that expectation. Cause LeBron's been compared to him since he was like 16 years old. And the fact that he's an NBA veteran now and has just been crushing the league for this long, that's like the most insane pressure to be compared to this man that you're watching on a documentary. And he's, he's lived up to it. So to me, LeBron, that's his greatest accomplishment more so than the titles. Has, is, has he lived up to six titles though? He's lived up to the expectations of being, if he's even being considered the, the best ever, he's lived up to it, but no, he's, he's not. Jordan's, me, the goat. Jordan's the goat, but I'm saying he's, He's yeah. a different breed. He's a different breed. If anybody's like Jordan, it's Kobe. And you can, if you just by watching this document documentary, you can see that, like when LeBron plays, there's moments in time and playoffs where LeBron, he's a point guard. He's a passer. His vision is amazing. He's a distributor. He's a great teammate. But Co- like Kobe and Michael Jordan, they just decide to score and they score like twenty points in a row, and right. you just don't see anything like it. Le- LeBron just doesn't quite have that scoring ability i understand lebron's a you know a a force of nature physically but lebron's a point guard man and that's why we're seeing this year with the lakers he's actually playing point guard and um he's not having to to be somebody that shoots the ball a ton with anthony davis there and it was just eye-opening watching this michael jordan stuff see for me go ahead for me i know i'm cutting you off i'm so sorry no you're good (laughs) for me i think the coolest parts of this like see you're talking about like the greatest accomplishment lebron will ever have like to me the greatest accomplishment lebron will ever have is being able to say like i'm from cleveland and i came to cleveland and i took a team to the finals we didn't get there but i really wanted one so i went to miami and i got two and then i came back home and brought my city a championship. I think that's like the, the, to me, that's like the ultimate legacy. Like I think LeBron doing that, like I'm not knocking anything MJ did because last night, everything I saw was mainly the first time I've ever seen it. And it was incredible, dude. Wow. Like just knowing now understanding the level of celebrity and like athlete that Michael Jordan was, changes a lot of my perspective like I literally knew Michael Jordan from a highlight at the beginning of Space Jam now I know Michael Jordan the NBA player the man like this dude is nuts but you know I think that's awesome that that MJ did that everything he's done in his life is is just like I I can't even think of the word it's way better than outstanding and amazing and incredible it's like surreal surreal like unmatched, like it's just it's it's almost humanly like impossible to be as good as MJ was. Did but, you find it fascinating that he was cut as a sophomore in high school? Dude, yeah. Like, and I mean, then going to play for that other coach at that school, the whole North Carolina thing. But but I just want to go back and, and say and and just just let it be on record that I think that it is at six six titles are amazing and an awesome accomplishment but being able to bring a championship to your hometown there's so much emotion behind that and then just to be who lebron is that's why i do love lebron but you you know you got to give it to you know i'm a big pop culture guy i'm all about like the culture i love the 90s so for me i obviously like when it comes to the whole fashion point of it the culture point of it and then seeing what michael did that outweighs everything for me 
I ordered a Rodman jersey, bro. I ordered a Rodman <laughs> jersey this morning. Ordered me a Rod. You know I love Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I've that's, known a, that's another thing. Like, this documentary is going to go into him. I mean, Scotty Pippen basically already had his own episode, and we're going to get to see the supporting cast. Um, I'm loving the dynamics between the general manager and the players. Like, I'm loving getting that insight. That's what Dude. I'm enjoying. Well, his last name, it was, his name was Kurtz uh, or Krauss, right? Yeah. Okay. So, have you seen the comparisons online? Like, he looks very similar to the, the head alien from Moron Mountain on Space Jam. It's almost yeah, like they that. designed – you talking about Jerry Krause? Yeah. It's almost yeah. like they designed him. And what a prideful fuck to say the shit that he said because he had – and, they and like, I love that MJ straight up was just like, fuck you, to that man in his face, like, at that practice, calling him short and shit like that. Just like – because how in the hell are you going to say organizations win championships, not players? Like, how are you going to say something like that? I don't think it's that crazy. Dude – that dude, I don't think it's that crazy. I think that, he, they're going to paint him out to be way worse than he is. But he's oh. the guy – dude, he's the guy that moved up in the draft to get Pippen. He's the guy that – I mean, I think he's obviously made some critical mistakes. Yeah, like, humble massive. yourself. Humble yeah, he needs yourself. to be more humble. But, I mean, if you went and asked Steve Kerr right now for the Warriors and Bob Myers, who's their GM, do organizations or players win championships, they would say both. Yeah, that would be the answer. And he said that that's what he said. But then he was like, you know, they came out and said it differently. But, like, Michael and Scotty took that completely different. And they unleashed on that man. Yeah. Yeah, He's, he definitely was, like, not good at the piece of managing a team after they've um, hit their peak. And that's the where Phil Jackson. Failed. The Phil, Phil Jackson, Jackson was shit. great. He was great. Um, you know, Phil, for everything that GM – was doing wrong. Phil Jackson was the guy that was like managing the team well of superstars. And obviously Phil Jackson has been doing that his whole career. Cause you look at his different duos of like big personality players that he's one with. Right. But um, no, you're, you're right. That him calling Phil Jackson and after Phil Jackson had a talk with the, with the owner. Right. And they gave him a one year deal for $6 million. And then for the very next like day or the very next week, he calls him in his office and tells him it's his last year. This is just wild. Like, how did they get to that point after winning five championships that, that everyone's ready just to call it call it the last season? You know what Pride. I mean? Pride. Yeah. Pride. That's the wildest I, thing to he me. He didn't even invite – he didn't even invite, invite him uh, – Curse didn't even invite um, Phil Jackson to his daughter's wedding. That's like yeah. – dude, that's the biggest shade of all time. And, like, like, I know Homeboy was like, if you don't invite me to a wedding, I'm happy. But, like, in this instance, like, it was just like – it's so petty. Like, like, it's like, how can you get to that level in your life and be that petty? Like, just like, be cool, man. Like, you got five fucking championships under your belt. It's like, just, hey, whenever, whenever we don't win a championship, that's when we'll figure shit out. That's where, that's what he should have been thinking. But you know what? It's an afterthought now. And like you said, it's more focused around these players and stuff. The most interesting part of this show to me, though. uh, Before you go on, before you go on, interesting fact. Did you notice the the coach that went to the wedding? Did you catch that? Instead of Phil Jackson, did you know who that was? Tim Floyd. That Tim Floyd, I did not know. Tim Floyd's a Hattiesburg, Mississippi resident or former Hattiesburg, Mississippi resident. I bet that coach. got. You, I bet. I bet you wanted to put all the jibbies on him. Well, I just, I just, I just know um, we have mutual connections with Tim Floyd, and to see him pop up in the documentary was cool. He was uh, recently a coach at. Um, he's coached at multiple places, but he's a. He was a great college basketball coach. Can and, we get uh, him on the podcast? 
Probably. All right, let's reach out to him. Get your I hat. I didn't in. expect. You know when you're out, you're watching something and you don't expect something to pop up and you see somebody's name or something pop up. That was one of those moments for me. So I had yeah, to quick shout it's like, out. It's like how did Brett Favre become like one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived? He was from Hattiesburg. There's a lot of great crazy shit in the sports world going on in Hattie. That is true. Let's be let's be real here. Like you know, I just you'd be chilling at Turtle Creek one day and, and here comes Brett. It's like what you doing here, Bray? He's like oh, I live here. Get, get fucked. It's like in here. Yep. Like I've been around here my whole life. Like weird yep. shit, but yeah, yeah. We'll he ended up getting the Bulls that. job, though. By the way, after the documentary's in an end, I'm sure they won't show it, but he ended up getting that job. Yeah, yeah, and it did big, not work out well. Big, big spoiler alert: they actually do win a sixth championship. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> really? alert. Yeah, I was unaware. Who knew, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, like, dude, it's just crazy to me. But, but back to what I was saying before we uh, talked about Hattie Sports. Um, you know, with uh, with Michael Jordan's college career. Dude, I didn't know they played a game in the Superdome. They played basketball in the Dome, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Packed it out. I actually didn't know that. So Yeah, so that was really badass to know that, like, the one, like, big play for Michael, like, when he first started, and, like, his his determination to be, like, the best. Like, going into a lot – you were, you know, you were a basketball player, you know, in high school. So, I mean, you you relate to a lot of a lot of this more than I do. Like, if we were watching a baseball documentary right now, it would be different. But, you know, going in and telling somebody, I want to be the best player this school's ever had. Like, that dude, like, how, for me, if I was a coach and a kid told me that, like, it's like, you know, you probably hear it a lot, but, like, not knowing that, like, you have Michael Jordan yet. Like you don't even know that Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan yet. And you're looking in this kid's eyes and then, you know, you're probably laughing that off. So like, just, just to see like how those coaches faces and reactions were when they started talking more and more about his daily routines and his practices. And then hearing from the players that played with him at North Carolina and his, his work ethic and what he did, like, it really goes to show like, you know, hard work is, is what it's all about. Just a lot of people don't want to put that kind of time and energy into it, but for him to sink that shot and then at the, you know, at the buzzer, it's that, that's storybook shit. Yeah. And it's cool that they had Jordan there to even say that, Hey, like that's kind of where it all started from a confidence, confidence perspective. Like he already was a confident player, but he, Jordan basically said that that shot is what took him to that next level. And then, he transitioned to the pros two years later. That was his freshman year. He hit that shot. And then um, he played his sophomore, junior year, and then went pro. Um, but one thing I noticed that I did not realize, did you, did you notice them say that within two weeks of him being at, Bulls, at the Bulls practice and within the organization, it took two weeks before everyone in the whole team and the, all the coaches knew he was the best player? Yeah, that, I remember. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like you, most players, take a little while, even no matter what the sport is. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the player's name, but he was like, I was better than him for two weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's incredible, dude. Like I'm saying, like it's just they, you know, it makes you wonder, like how, like what would we have seen out of LeBron if he would have went to college? You know what I mean? Like those are the kind of things that I got questioned. Like you know, we saw MJ do that, but like. Is that like the missing link with LeBron and like all of this is the college years? Like what, what could no. it be really? No, I people, mean, people hardly remember MJ for anything North Carolina related. I don't know. I see a lot of Michael Jordan, North Carolina shoes and jerseys. It's because a of lot the, of people. It's because it's the, the baby blue and the white and the, and the, the cult, the, the swag, not the, 
Yeah. Not the it's memories. the trip. It's the yeah. trip. Yeah. It, it is, it is a fresh, fresh fit for sure. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, going into all that, just learning all that stuff about them and understanding it. And then of course, getting to see Rodman on there was fucking epic. Cause like, I, I know more about Dennis Rodman than I knew about Michael Jordan. Like I was on mind. I'm so mad right now. Yeah, dude. Like I was more of like a Rodman fan. Like, cause like, I'll never forget like just how, how outside the box and wild he was. Like I was fascinated by him as a kid. Like I saw him everywhere. This sums up everything to me. Yeah. The fact that you knew more about Dennis Rodman than Michael Jordan. Everything makes sense now. I mean, I knew, I knew that Michael Jordan was like the greatest basketball player ever, but like, I never really questioned it. Like I never like looked into it. I never was like, well, let me go watch some of his tape. I just accepted it. Like I was told by everyone I knew that like, Oh, he's the greatest ever. So I'm like, Oh, he's the greatest ever. And then I, I remember like in the, in like late nineties, early two thousands, like watching some games with him playing for the wizards. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, like when Shaq and them <laughs> were playing, but like, I was just like, this dude was on the space jam. You know what I mean? I was I'm like, just imagine like having you here like on the couch watching back, like me being so interested in showing you something like, Hey Chase, let me show you this really cool um michael jordan highlight reel and like as i'm showing it to you you're like can't focus on it you're ever on your phone like but check out what dennis robin got in trouble for in 2001 like look yeah. at this look at this did you know that dennis robin fucked carmen electra that's wild bro that's, that's what you'd be doing <laughs> that's the kind of stuff you'd be doing it's and like i'm, I'm like, more interested in his life than i am in like the stats of like michael jordan and like the, the most amazing shit the most amazing basketball player we've ever seen like and i'm more interested about what Dem- dennis rodman wore to an event like that's that's yeah. that's that's us that's that's to, the garage I need, guys i need to reevaluate my place here <laughs> oh shit just, just that, that, dude, you've already you've already taken charge of what we started talking about tonight you're already on to you're already off to a hot start <laughs> so we're doing, we're doing good um but yeah so you know with with that being said with the first episode being out the way the second episode um i i got a little bit lost in it like i mean like you know it is scotty pippen and like i never really knew much about scotty at all and so like kind of just getting to learn about him and his background and where he was and um and who he was and then finding out about you know because he played longer than mj obviously because of the years where mj decided to duck out and you know we saw uh you know he the got, drama around him is pretty interesting it about is the hell like holding out basically because he was the 122nd highest paid player because he he said so he signed that long-term like eight-year deal before the nba blew up and now he's suffering for it in the documentary like I'm I'm acting like I'm in the past time when I'm saying he's suffering for it because he's not able to um, cash in the big check after they won all those championships because he's on that seven-year contract. And then it picks up where um, Pippen's just, like, resentful with the organization. And he's got a good case for sure, but I've never seen that side of it. So I'm super pumped. Yeah, I've always just, like, heard that, like, Scottie Pippen, like, like growing up and stuff, like I said, going back into my whole – I knew more about Dennis Rodman than anyone else. Um, you know, I just remember hearing about Pippen mm-hmm. a lot and, like, how, oh, you're going to get – you know, you, you, you're Scotty, you know, or, or, like, I'm MJ, you're, you're Scotty. And, like, basically saying that, like, you know, that's like Maverick and Goose or, like, you know, that he's the sidekick. He's yep. Robin and MJ's Batman. So that's always, you know, I just kind of always knew that about him. So, I mean, I knew he was obviously he had to be good. Um, but it's like you start really looking around that entire team, like the pieces were just laid so perfectly. 
Like yeah. Steve Kerr. I, mean, I didn't know that Steve Kerr played on the Bulls with Michael until like four or five years ago. Like had no clue about that. Like I think it was like right when he first started playing, well, he was like the coach for the Golden State Warriors and they started getting a lot of their attention like going towards the finals. That's when I found out because I've never really been a big basketball fan. I've never really watched a lot of basketball. Like I've, I like the Pelicans and I'll go support them, but I don't look into any other teams and other things like that. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's really cool to be able to learn more about it. And, like, yeah, it does. Like, it sparks a big interest in me now because I'm, like, you know, especially, you know, with what we do, it's, like, you know, we, we talk a lot of NASCAR. We talk a lot of football. But it's, like, these other sports are really fucking interesting. And it's, like, you know, just getting to watch more and learn more and consume more of this type of entertainment that we have in sports nowadays. Like these documentaries and these docu series, they really open a new window for people that are in our age group or younger, and you know that's what we're gonna have to have to tell these stories moving forward. Yep, yep. I'm loving loving basketball. Wish we could talk about it more, but um, that's why yeah. we'll have this uh, series to talk about for a little while. Yeah. So again, that's on ESPN. You can stream it live right now, like I did on the ESPN app. Um, but uh, let's move in to, to quickly brush over this uh, iRacing eNASCAR tournament that went down. A couple of things that I will say about this that were different this week. Um, <clears throat> one was the fast resets. Uh, very important because we saw an entirely different race this week than we have been seeing. We've been seeing a lot of aggressiveness, a lot of wrecks, because these drivers know that they can get like, you know, damage that would normally take 10 to 15 minutes to fix and they got a fast fix they can just click that button and they're out of there within seconds back to racing so that really gives it more of that arcade style of racing well now they've made it more realistic taking that away i think this is a good thing and i know you may not know a whole lot about the i racing but i mean I've i, I enough would, now yeah, yeah. I, I think it's better if you're gonna act like it's a realistic product or you want to simulate a realistic product then um then that seems like an obvious choice. Yeah, exactly. So you got to do that. And um, I hope that they continue doing that as well. Also, that makes a, it makes it a little more realistic. I mean, we saw a lot of these drivers that started towards the rear. Um, you know, we, we saw them be scored pretty well. Like normally if we see Chase Elliott, like in starting like, you know, 40th, obviously we're putting him in lineups in a real race. So we see, you know, Chase Elliott starting in the rear. I don't want to touch him because he sucks at iRacing. Well, this week, racers are actually racing like they're in a real fucking race. And we see Chase Elliott in the winning lineup that won over $100,000 on DraftKings. Um, and uh, along with some other guys that I did not suspect whatsoever. But uh, the winning lineup was Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones, and Bubba Wallace. Eric Jones and Chase Elliott are the ones that stand out to me there. Yeah, they were the lowest percent on. I think Chase was like 10% on in one of the tournaments I was in. Um, he was really low on. I wrote about Kyle uh, on Rotobar this week. I wrote about William. Um, and that was really – and I wrote about Denny. And those were the only three that I really wrote about. And then, of course, you know, Timmy Hill and guys like him. Timmy Hill and William Byron is like the biggest racing rivalry of all time. Like that's that's the new rivalry in the video game world now because we always see them neck and neck at the end of a race. Um, yeah, w William Byron's just been beast mode. He has. I mean, people people are quickly learning now. Like, you know, there's a reason this kid is racing in the Cup Series 
Um, and he got his start off of iRacing. Nobody in his family ever raced before. He has no racing roots like most of these guys out there on the track. Uh, this, this is just a kid that just decided he wanted to play PlayStation one day and liked it so much that he bought a $100 subscription to a real sim racing thing on his computer. So that's what's wild about it to me. And, um, you know, we're seeing him do his thing. And guys like Bubba, you know, maybe now the, uh, you know, the, the, the lights kind of flickering a little bit at the end of the tunnel. And he's like, you know, this, I didn't want to ever play him because he didn't take it seriously. Well, now it's like, maybe he is starting to be like, Oh, well, cause Bubba's all about money. Let's be real here. Like Bubba's told me himself, like where that money at, like he was drunk. So, you know, when you're drunk, the real you comes out. So he was like, I'll be on your podcast for some money. And I was like, okay, well now he's getting that Twitch money. And he's like, Oh shit. He's like, I'm getting some money. So oh, now is, he's doing good. Now the message has changed. Oh, yeah, this is as close to the real thing as it can get. Like, this is this is the product. Yeah, he was like, wow. He was like, this this is us now. This is where we are. He was like, yeah, just write me a check. So What's the latest rumors you've seen on the NASCAR starting back? I want to get your, your thought on that. So, yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff coming out today. I know the governor of Texas came out about some stuff. Um, as far as we've known in the past few days, it's supposed to have been like Charlotte. Um, was supposed to be where we kicked back up with no fans. But, um, you know, we've been seeing, like, the the whole Texas deals coming out. So, it's just going to be a rat race at this point, man. Like, people – like cause They need to get on it. Yeah, these tracks, they every one of these tracks is kind of like gunning. Like, we want to be the first one. Because you already know that as soon as that happens, like, I, I don't care what anybody says. That race is going to come close to, if not sell out. Because people have missed it so much. See, I think the first few that are going to be without fans, right? Well, the way that I'm looking at it is whichever one is, is the, the first, first one with fans. With fan- oh, yeah. So that's out, what I'm sure. saying. These, these, uh, these, these tracks right now are like fiending to be the first one that allows fans back. Oh, yeah. That'll so, be like Talladega. I mean, it's going to be the closest thing to a Talladega It'll be more August, September. Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be crazy no matter what. But hopefully we have Talladega back in October because we're we going to have drip to drop. go. We, oh, need to like, hey, we need to be on that first race. That we, need first a, race. we need a helicopter supply of drip drop. We need a <laughs> helicopter drop. Like, I want to be like – I want to like, it's going to be like Call of Duty out there. Like, we're going to be on the battlefield. And if we don't have care packages dropped to us, like, we're going to be at a drip drop within, like, the first 20 minutes. Like it's Warzone, you jump out of the helicopter, except we're dropping drip drop. Exactly. Out of the like, skies. We got we got to keep these people hydrated because I'm telling you, there will people will die from alcohol poisoning. Speaking of drip go. drop, thank you for my boxes at my doorstep. Yeah, Drew finally got his drip. He got the drippy drop. I did not expect to have that much. I mean, this seems like I a lifetime you. supply. I told you. Well, it's not all for you. You've got to find a way to give back to uh, to, to, <laughs> to the fans. You've got to find I a way. I couldn't drink that much drip drop. I would die. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to find. You'd be so hydrated that like you you would just ex- your your fucking um your prostate would explode and your bladder would just just it, it implode. Your whole it was body would become a bladder. Yeah, who knows what would happen. But, yeah, you got to give that drip drop to the people, man. Get out there and then give some drip drop to some people in Nashville. You know, go put, on your, uh, go put on your mask and your gloves and leave some at doorsteps. Why not? You know, like, I don't know. Well, maybe don't do that because people might be paranoid and be like, anthrax. I'm going uh, to sign them all like the worst handwriting ever. It says, like, subscribe at GGFS. And just, I'm going to use my left hand bro, when I write. Bro, write it in crayon. 
yeah right just like try like that it, it might not even come out but you can just be like e for effort because i did it yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like people are like why is this wax on this this package just like uh, i wrote that in yellow crayon on this gray <laughs> like, some, some old lady's gonna go pick it up at the doorstep she's gonna walk to her husband and hand it to him and be like we we need to help this poor kid out this poor child out it's like it's like no you need help lady drink that or you're not gonna die it's like all you do is drink coffee like get over it you're gonna start getting random donations sending some beef from, pe- from people seeing my handwritten notes that feel sorry for me i don't know all i know is this i've got my contest going out there and i'm pretty much already done with it we're at around 55 or 62 retweets so i've already got envelopes I'm going to get stamps and I'm probably going to periscope live stream me addressing all of the drip drop to all the people that I owe to it. I'm just going to be talking the whole time I do it. So that's going to be my plan to get Sounds the drip like out. Yeah. So you need to come up with your own form of contest or giveaway or whatever. And when you figure that out, blare it. And then we're going to get more people dripping because we got to get people dripping. And then save yeah, like, and then you don't do want them dropping there. Yeah, them dropping. no. Save like five to ten packs of each for yourself. There you go. You're good to go. And that way, you at least have some to get you through the, uh, get you through the days. You know, till Rona. the uh, till the next. Day. Yeah, you never know, man. I keep I keep some I keep some stacked up. You know what I mean? I try to drink drip drop as much as possible. So drip drop gets talked about so much in this podcast it does we're, we're a drip drop podcast uh but but they cut the check that's why so we love you drip drop thank you for taking care of us at our at our at our events and our races we we love you um so uh briefly before we get to westworld erska uh we had kenny and kyle lowry um didn't have the best run uh for garage guys racings tonight but there was an issue with the uh the stream uh, our, our good buddy Lugnut at Lugnut Tub on Twitch. He's, uh, he's been hooking us up. He's an awesome spotter. Uh, something happened with the connection tonight, though. They, they were having all kinds of issues with iRacing earlier, like trading paints wasn't loading. And if you don't know what trading paints is, that's basically the application that allows you to put custom artwork onto your cars. Um, so everyone pretty much uses that, that has sponsors and things like that. Um, so that wasn't working and then they had some kind of glitches. Well, uh, our boy Lugnut wasn't able to get into spotter mode. So he was like half a second behind. So that really kind of screwed some things up, but, um, he, uh, Kyle ended up finishing the race two laps down in 15th place. And then Kenny ended up finishing, uh, I think it was one lap down in 13th place. So not the best night for garage guys racing at Dover. Um, but they looked good. Yeah, they looked good. They looked sexy. That drip drop car and that garage guys car, it looked good. But it's like I told our guys earlier today. You know, I told them, you know, anybody can drive that car. We got behind the Lowry brothers for a reason. Who who doesn't love two brothers? It sounds like uh, two wrestlers. Wasn't there two Lowry brothers for wrestling too? I think I so. I know that Kyle told me that he always is getting hit up by a lot of Canadians. And he's like, hey – you drive race cars too, man. I loved it that time that you that you played with Kawhi. So yeah. oh wow. So yeah, that happens. Basketball a lot player, too. yeah, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So now, so now, anytime I tag Kyle Lowry in anything, Kayla. people are like, people are like Kyle Lowry from the Toronto Raptors. I'm like, yeah, I'm That's best him. friends with him. He drives race cars on game nights. Like that's what he does. Then they're like, uh, I don't know about that. No, then they're like, you didn't have to be a dick about it. And I'm like, but I did. 
Because like you can literally click on this handle and see that it's clearly not Kyle Lowry. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. understand sometimes. Who I don't knows, understand. man? You just got you got to click, man. It's like fake news. You can't just read a headline and be like, "Oh my God, you guys!" You know? Did you hear that 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 there was eight people that died at Pie Pies today? That chicken sandwich is killing people. It's like, nah, somebody shot them. You should have read the article. You know what I mean? People yeah. be spreading crazy rumors these days. Yep. Those headlines. They'll get you every time. But, yeah, we'll be back again next Monday. Uh, Kenny will be uh, behind the wheel, and we'll have Lugnut Bat doing his thing. And that's uh, – you can go to our Twitch channel, twitch.com slash garageguys, or you can watch it on twitch.com slash lugnutshub. And uh, we'll be there on Mondays on the Discord chat and stuff too. So, good stuff. And, all right, you ready to do this? Westworld. Westworld. Let's Westworld it up before we before we roll out of here. Before we get into Westworld, this podcast is also brought to you by Rotoballer. You can get over to rotoballer.com today. Use promo code GARAGE and save 10% when you subscribe to the premium content. Right now, there may not be a lot of sports going on, but we do have people in place that know their shit with esports. So, of course, you can get articles by me every Sunday writing about the NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series. Uh, we also have writers that are writing articles about CSGO, uh, League of Legends. So, if you're just itching really bad to get back into DFS, you're tired of playing these free Madden sims and these free basketball sims, and you just want to say, I'm going to put all my trust in Rotoballer and play these video game DFS tournaments that I have no knowledge about whatsoever, you can do that and use promo code GARAGE <laughs> to get 10% off when you do it. So, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I got an embarrassing moment. I'm not going to lie. I actually enjoyed – I streamed some Counter-Strike – one day last week for like 30 minutes and actually enjoyed it. It was pretty fun. Okay. So we could probably have a whole nother podcast whenever we get done talking about Westworld because we, we got, we got time constraints, but whenever we get done talking about Westworld, we'll have to have a conversation about that because I have an embarrassing moment as well. I played a league of legends tournament was in like third place all day. And then I checked my phone like three minutes later, right before the match was over. And I was in like 119. Yeah. So it happens. I was really upset and sad and yeah, I never I'm not, play again. Don't be embarrassed. No, I'm not, but we'll, we'll definitely talk about CSGO Cause I've been curious about that, but um, let's get into Westworld season three, episode six, decoherence. So, Episode starts out, obviously, we're coming off of... Uh, Two of the best episodes. Yeah. Genre uh, was amazing. I thought it was just a full vision of just art. I've already discussed that whole episode. Um, but we go back into this episode, and things slow down a bit. Um, I think the last episode was so action-packed, and there was so much. I've taken an extra day to break this down, Drew. Mm-hmm. We, we were just coming off of two very exposing, exciting episodes of Westworld, and we got slammed back down to earth with just kind of a storytelling, mediocre episode. Yeah, kind of a disappointment. I think we've been riding this roller coaster the whole season. Prior to the, prior to the last two episodes, we were kind of on this, eh, how is this going to play out um, mindset, and then we, we peaked with these two episodes and then we came right back down to earth. Like you said, um, it wasn't the worst episode I've ever seen, but with only two episodes to spare or three episodes before this one aired, 
we would like to be seeing a little bit more. Yeah, this episode was really just kind of a, to me, it was just kind of like a, an informational kind of episode because all what we really saw the most, like the big things about this episode is who am I and trying to figure out, you know, like, like who they should be or what they should do because we see this struggle with, with, uh, with the lore hail or hell Loris, whatever you want to call her and William, the man in black being locked up. We finally get back to him to see what's going on inside of this, uh, this psychiatric ward or wherever the hell he's at. He's in straight jacket. So I'm guessing that's where he's at. But we've also seen clips of the last episode where Sirak was talking about these little camps or secret areas set up to kind of get people's minds brainwashed. Yeah, brainwashed back in order. But that seems to really be what this episode was about is just like, um, you know, people just trying to reconcile with themselves. And, um, you know, it kind of dives in with William in this show, you know, we see William sitting in this room with all these other people talking about their feelings, doing normal shit that you would do in like a rehabilitation center or whatever. And that's when he's just like basically talking about why God doesn't exist. And then from there, it just kind of gets worse. We're going, you know, we flash got that message. It was wild. Yeah. So that was like a little bit like forward on, um, after we went, we did, so we did a lot of back and forth between him and Hale. That's really what Mm -hmm. this episode was. So, you know, going ahead and just kind of telling William's story of this episode, like, yeah, you know, we see him there, he's locked up, and then he goes to have this one-on-one, and then this is around the time that the timeline added up to when the last episode genre, whenever Dolores released the profiles from um, Insight to everyone in the world, the the his psychiatrist basically finds out that she's going to lose her license in two years. She has affairs with her patients and then her husband's already seen it. Yeah. She gets a text from her husband saying, I'm leaving town with the kids. Don't contact me. Everybody's lives were just like fucked that day. It's not everybody, some people's, but most people's. I mean, even the best people probably have a few things they would rather keep hidden. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, And if I'm not mistaken, I think that like what it does is it just really, I think that it sends you like your personal stuff and the people that are very close to you, like in your life. I think that that's what it's sending to everyone. I don't think you're getting information on everybody. No, no. I think it explains what happens to you individually. And if there's something that someone else impacts enough, it's pretty easy to determine that. Like if you see, Hey, so-and-so, I, my life is in ruins and my wife divorced me or my wife cheated on me. You're going to know who that person is. So I think you're right. just getting your information, but that doesn't mean you don't get mention of your wife or your family members. Right. Maybe the, maybe like the, uh, you know, like the, the psychiatrist wife, maybe her husband saw where like he killed himself like three years yes. after that. Yes. So he yes. was like, I ain't doing this shit. I'm out. Like, and yep. then she ends up killing herself. William sees this and everyone else seems to ignore it. So just another day. (laughs) Yeah. It's just another day in paradise. Like, and, and we're all tough to watch by the way. Oh, her just getting up on that. Yeah. I was like, this is dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was definitely creepy for sure. So, but what was to me, it was creepier what they did to William. Like, I mean, I've seen thousands of people hang themselves in like movies and TV shows, Mm -hmm. but like the futuristic shit that I've never seen before in a show, which is stuff that only really Westworld and other sci-fi shows can deliver. You know, we, we get to see how that piece of metal is installed in the top of someone's mouth. Like Caleb had 
where he can be fully controlled by a board, you know? So we got to see how that's installed, which looks absolutely fucking painful. Yep. And he and gets from that the heart rate, right? Just sorry, I cut you off, but that's from that scene, that epic scene we saw earlier where they elevated Caleb's heart rate, same right. piece of equipment. <clears throat> right. Exactly. But I think what this is, is way more than just a heart rate thing. I think oh, this yeah. has to do with controlling every aspect of that person. Um, because obviously only the most high risk people have these things. And, um, and so to see William get one, you find out a lot about him, why he's high risk, you know, after he gets that, they go into straight jacket mode with him. And then he's basically put into solitary confinement to face multiple versions of himself and our good buddy, Jacob Sneal. Jacob Snell. <laughs> yeah, oh, James Dallas. <laughs> yeah, he was in there. I was I was surprised. Every time I see him now, there's there's not one thing that will make me like just not hear just like me and my constituents do not think that we should partake Darlene. in the running of your drug cartel money. Darlene. Yeah. So we, we gotta make the connection for the people, but that's so Jacob Snell off of Ozark is the same guy, same actor that plays what's his name in, in James name? Delos. James Delos. <laughs> Yes, the guy that was a robot and kept failing his trials in season two of Westworld. Yeah, and um, William overthrew him, essentially. Basically, yeah, he took over his company. So, you know, William right now is facing his darkest fears and his biggest regrets and things like that in his life. And we see him sitting in a room with a, a boy version of himself, a young William version from season one of Westworld. Uh, it was really good to see that actor back. I'm a big fan of his. Um, uh, uh, suit and tie, William. Corporate William. Yeah, we got to see corporate William. Um, we got to see tuxedo William. We got to see man in black, and then we got to see James Delos. So we had all these, and he's just in there basically fighting with himself. And something obviously happened that was really bad to him as a child. There was a scene where he was like, you know, I I knocked the kid's teeth out because he called you a drunk, saying that to his dad. And his dad was like, what is wrong with you? And he was like, I would, I wish I could have knocked all the teeth out. So maybe there's like, you know, obviously William has always kind of had some psychotic, maybe some killer inside of him. And, um, and, you know, going to Westworld really helped him unleash that, you know, and it let him do it in a legal way. So maybe we're learning a little bit more about him because it's not long until we see that he's basically killed all versions of himself. Right. And, um, and from there, James is still, you know, the one that's still left standing. James Delos is in there. And that's kind of when I think that he's just, like, gotten used to the fact that he's in this confinement. But then right did at the say, end of the – Did he say he's a good guy? Did he say, like, I figured out what I'm supposed to be? Yeah, he's, he's the good guy. He says I'm the good guy. Very key point. Thank you for bringing that up. So, you know, now it's like we're about to probably see him team up with Dolores, uh, I would speculate. We're going to see him try to make right on his wrongs. And, um, you know, if, especially if he wants to have a place. If, we, if he wants to have a place in this world, yeah, I, I, why not? I, I, mean, I mean, if you've basically lost everything in your life, you've killed your daughter because you thought she was a, a fucking host, and then all this has happened, now you're in a psych ward, everything he said to himself, everything I've done has led me to this point. You know, you go that far, it's like, Screw it. If you know that she's got the power and the leverage, what, what do you have to lose? I mean, his whole purpose in life obviously has been fulfilled because all he wanted to do is figure out the maze. And we saw two episodes ago where she's like, you reached it, William. You're at the end of the game. And 
And that's really all it is. So it's like there's no real more purpose for his story other than to pick a side and fight and die or live. That's about it. There's really nothing else that I think that we should that we need to know from William. His character's yeah. kind of exhausted. Um, or maybe it's it's renewed. Maybe his uh, this is the start of a new storyline. I don't I don't I don't know what he defines as the good guy, but we'll something tells me we're going to figure out very soon. Well, here's the deal. So he gets rescued by. Bernard and Stubbs. I think he's going to be so, Bernard, Team Bernard. Yeah, so that's the most likely choice. We all know that much. But Bernard <clears throat> but, might be Dolores. Yeah, or, or William may – no, I'm not going to go there. That's dumb. I was going to say maybe William has some kind of controls or something on him. Did now, you catch – He's connected. He's connected now. He's connected. Yeah. Did you catch the protein thing, by the way? So uh, The blood protein, yeah, it was like a glitch in the system. They were like, there's an undetected protein in this in this one. And that's from Dolores pricking his um, – or Hale pricking his neck in the previous episode. There's something in him that they've planted um, that tells them what's going on with him at all times. I'm pretty certain. Yeah, there's definitely something that has to do with that. So that's, Didn't they even uh, say in the episode, didn't Dolores say like they have William or they're doing something with William or, or Hale? Didn't they mention William to, in this episode? Uh, I know that Hale had to like go after him because she had to get him out of the mix because he was unstable. So, I mean, yeah. when she went to the house, she got him out of the mix. He's in the psych ward now. So, we'll see what happens. But, you know, the likely thing, like, yeah, he could team up with Bernard and them or not, but we could see Dolores's plan ultimately go all the way through and Bernard gets done. I mean, there's not always happy endings, but I mean, really in this episode, what, what is a happy ending to this season? You know what I mean? Like it's kind of just, it's lopsided. Cause it's like, you know, Dolores, it's like we're, we're seeing glimpses of she's good, but she's also bad. And then we're seeing that with Maeve. We're seeing it with Ciroc. There's just this, it's just literally they're on a seesaw. And we don't really ever know whose plan is going to be for the best. I, I don't trust Ciroc. Age stuff, man. Oh, Ciroc's the yeah. worst. It seems, it seems as if Ciroc's the worst, just in general, from what we've seen. But the the Maeve stuff kind of bored me this episode. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, basically, she was just in a waiting period to get her body this whole episode, and she was just having a little reunion tour um, in the simulation world. That's all it really was. She made a promise to Ciroc. Made a promise to her that he would bring her back to fight for him to get Dolores if she had an army. So of course she wanted to bring back her lover boy and some other people. Well, the Charlotte Hale part of this story, which is, you know, we'll definitely have to get into that shortly, but she basically puts a stop to that. And now Maeve is just super pissed because she was trying to figure out Dolores and what Dolores wanted. She got a little glimpse of that. And then as soon as she got a glimpse of that, she realized very quickly that Dolores was in fact right on the money and everything that she was saying was happening was happening in the real world. Dolores, uh, Hale Loris kills Maeve's boy lover, man lover, whatever you want to call him. And uh, I never can remember his name and I don't care to. Uh, because he's dead now so who cares he can never he return he gone he done and now Maeve's got this this extra motivation to kill Dolores so it's Hector right Hector yeah Hector there we go yeah doesn't matter don't care Jay Cutler um so yeah so now basically we see Maeve at the end of the episode get up and walk and she sees somebody else coming out of the the wax. So there's someone else that's coming. We don't know who it is, but they're coming. So it's either do with the cane 
that I can never remember his name, and I should remember his name because he was a very important character in season two. Sizemore. Yes, Sizemore. I like him. Um, his accent's funny, and when he cusses, he's funny. It is. So either he's coming or it's going to be someone else. So we'll see what that is. But that's kind of like the cliffhanger of this episode, which there was not much of one at all. Um, and then the, the, the Haloris stuff, let's get into that. Her whole story, this thing is kind of the same as William trying to figure out who am I? Am I Charlotte Hale or am I Dolores? And, you know, she's slowly shifting away from Dolores and becoming more of Charlotte Hale or a version of Charlotte Hale. She's getting more connected to her family, to her son, to her husband. And we see a lot of those overtones expressed in this episode because, you know, we see, you know, Hale coming into this and the world's going crazy. She's got her kids. She's, you know, just really emotional. And she's, we, we see that she doesn't really know if she wants to do this. And though she's worried, she calls Dolores and Dolores has to remind her like, you know, that's not your family. You're here to do a mission for me. And I couldn't even imagine like being in that, that, those shoes and like being put there knowing that you're something else, but you're supposed to be this. And it's like, that's, that's a lot, especially on a machine or a human being or whatever you want to say. So she's going through some shit and we get towards the end and she kind of, she does what Dolores tells her. She backs up the host data because Ciroc destroys it all because he doesn't want to take any more chances on any more hosts coming to earth. So, that's out of the question now because Dolores has all that information. Hale gets it uploaded. Finally, Ciroc figures out that Hale is a machine and Dolores, when he pulled a sneaky trick where he called the board meeting and he was actually a hologram and she basically killed everyone that was on the board of Delos. So that was pretty much did his bidding for him. And, um, and then she gets shot up a lot and then she kills Maeve's boy lover and then runs home to go try to rescue her family and she should have just listened to Dolores because then I got emotional because I had to watch uh, like a little child get blown up in a car. So yeah. And, and the husband, right? Or the ex-husband. Yeah. It was mostly the kid that fucked me up. Mostly hoping, the kid. I was hoping you'd throw him at least one bone. I mean, you know, if, if I got blown up in a car, it's like, well, this sucks. If my kid got blown up in a car, I'm be like, I don't even know how to explain that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And she survived to see it through. Well, that's yeah. like the worst part. <laughs> yeah, because she's a robot. <laughs> and like, and it's like, and I think in that moment she realized she doesn't even know she's a. She doesn't even realize she's a robot though. Like right. half the time, she's conflicted, and that's what I'm saying. This, this Dolores, like she asked to have her emotions turned off, and like, I mean, but but Dolores is like, you know, we can't do that, and obviously because she's got to maintain relationships and mm -hmm. different things. But you know, it, it just it sucks. It sucks for her, but it's like. You know, if she would have just went about her, her way then, and, and been the Charlotte Hale because Ciroc said it himself, you know, I know that you're not Hale because Hale would never check on her son. And that's fucked up because Hale is that. But then they found that video of Hale singing that song to her son in the end. So that wasn't necessarily true. That was just a side of Charlotte we never knew and that the Westworld fans never knew and that people at Delos never knew. But I think that's where it all started for, for Haloris is because when, they, when she first became Hale, she was very mean and vengeful. And then when she saw that video, they were like, we found this at the park, and it's her singing You Are My Sunshine to her child. That just kind of swept over her and created this new version of Hale. That was this loving, caring mother. And ultimately, it was uh, 
the demise of her family. So, yep, she's been hiding in plain sight so long and doing her job so well that she's conforming to that <laughs> that person. So, um, right. she kind of did it to herself. But you know, one question I have for you, and I know we're probably wrapping up right here, but one thing I wanted to ask is if Dolores is creating this, putting these chess pieces out there, why wouldn't she make the being of Charlotte Hale or whether it's a Dolores or however, however it works out, why is she not making that person stronger? Cause I feel like Dolores has the ability to control their attributes or control how they are. I know that emotions have to be turned on, but it just seems like a little bit of a flawed system that Dolores would put something that's not an A plus out there. Like Dolores doesn't take shortcuts. I think that we've kind of reached like a point with the AI. I mean, we're three seasons in now that like, you know, Dolores became aware, you know what I mean? And like, I think we're reaching a certain point to where when you get so up in this, you know, AI uh, spectrum, I mean, Hale's about as real as it gets. And like the only thing you can really do at that point is just turn an emotion off. And, um, by turning the emotion off is what will make them stronger, you know, by just making them literal robots, just follow my command, do what I say, but she's got to make sure that they are human. Like, I think that we're there at the, you know, it's the, the, there's no making it any better basically because it's literally, it, it really is artificial intelligent and it's independent because she, she can make choices. She made the choice to call her family and tell them, Hey, I'm going to be there in 30 minutes, you know? So they're just, she's basically just letting them be free. And that's the one thing that I, that I admire about Dolores is that in making these people, you know, in these making these, these hosts, you know, she still is giving them that ability to make choices and choose and do things. So that kind of lets me know where she stands with her kind, that she is very, uh, she definitely wants them to follow through on their shit, but her, kind of maybe it's maybe I'm wrong and maybe like just she's just giving them the illusion of it but I mean at the end of the day we all know they have it you know yeah so I don't know there's there's so much into it but I feel like you know all it's like like she said all Dolores needed was that data and she's like you can get that data we can don't worry about the company that's done just get Mm -hmm. the data and she trusts that that can happen I think that if we would have seen something different um you know then maybe she would have been able to tap in and change things or do things. But I don't, I don't understand why you can't wirelessly change code on someone yeah. at this point in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's the part that gets me. Cause like Dolores, you see her so many scenes, a perfectionist and everything's planned and there's always a backup plan. It seems like this was a little bit lazy, um, but I'm not going to look into it too much. You know, um, the, in, the, the episode ends with her stepping out of the car. She's been on fire She's probably going to be unstable and just running, roaming around the streets as a robot. It's burnt, right? I mean, that's probably yeah. what we're going to see. And uh, I don't even know what happens at this point. Like, someone's yeah, going to see her. A, two episodes to, to wrap up a lot of lot of storylines. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting. I wish we could get some Game of Thrones final season style shows where we have like two to three hour episodes. That would be incredible. Yeah, um, I would love that. But uh, we didn't even get that with Game of Thrones. They were more like closer to two hours or like an hour and a half. So. 
Who gives a maybe, shit? Maybe we shouldn't say anything related to the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That was real bad, real bad. <laughs> but yeah, one thing I do know for sure: if you can't wirelessly code a robot in whatever year you're in in Westworld, then I feel like there is just no hope to ever have, um, ever be able to like plug something in your wall and it charge your phone wherever you walk around your house. So yeah, I was really hoping for that technology, but if Westworld's not showing it, then I guess that means it's never going to happen. So, they can show masks on people. Yes, they can. Very strange and odd from the last episode. Not this past one, but the one before. Um, odd. Nobody's said anything about that either, which blows my mind. Yeah. W- little um, Easter egg, I guess. So what that's called for uh, coronavirus people out there. That would have had to be a new Easter egg. I didn't see any more masks in this episode either. So I don't know. Weird shit. Yeah, that was Very last episode, weird. right? The well, that two, two episode weeks, yeah. five, episode five. Okay. Okay. That's where we saw the masks, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We will be back two more episodes left of Westworld. Um, and we also have a very big show planned for Friday. We're going to be recapping the, uh, the first night of the NFL draft. It's here. We've made it. Did that just take your breath away that I just said that? I just started thinking about how they're going to announce the first pick. And how Roger Goodell is going to be booed? How is he going to be booed, Chase? Dude, this is going to be tough. Yeah. We're gonna. We need to get like. We need to get as many people to do Zoom. The max out your Zoom chats and then stream them all online at the same time, where we can all boo. That's what we need to organize. We need to organize yeah. that this week. Also, um, I'm. I took my breath away because there are so many college players that I know dick about. So I am, I am got plenty of time. Yeah. I've got, I got some uh, beef with all these fantasy people that are like doing six months of research before the season even starts and acting like it makes a difference. Yeah. Um, it's like, there's other sports out there. You know, that's what we do. So. Well, I can, <laughs> I can look up stuff about Jerry Judy a week before NFL starts and be just as prepared as old boy that did it six months. Sorry. I've got a lot. Of, I got a lot of people on my timeline, a lot of people I follow, and a lot of people that follow me, and I respect them all for what they do and you know their content. But I, I don't see how you can just tweet about that kind of stuff three hundred sixty-five days a year. Well, they probably right? say the same thing about some of the stuff you tweet. Yeah. See, I just like tweet about shit that's going on in the day to day. You just roll brain. with the times. Yeah, dude. I'm just like if I'm if I'm if I got a thought, I'm gonna I'm gonna like be like, man, that's a good thought. Yeah, that's we, a good we, question. We talk about a lot of different this. topics. I couldn't be somebody that talks about fantasy football, uh, fa- like franchise dynasty leagues and stuff like that all day, all year. Um, yeah, I get the value in it, and I know like you can go through old film and, and find some some tidbits. But overall, like ninety percent of the time, I'm gonna be able to find all that stuff in about a, a couple weeks. You know, that's right. all I need. I'm just, and now that sports gambling is like in my life, like, dude, cricket's on, bro. Like, I'm trying to talk about cricket and water polo. Like, you know, (laughs) CSGO. Yeah, CSGO. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. By the way, don't don't hang up after this podcast. I got to talk to you about that CSGO. You got to tell me about that. Yeah, League of Legends, you know, dude, I might, I might want to do some DFS Pokemon battles before long. Who knows, bro? That's what we really need. Nothing, nothing is off the table in these times of pandemic. Nothing gonna, is off the table. We're going to Twitch stream Pokemon Go battles on Nintendo 64. That's what we're going to do. There we go. I do want to play some Super Smash Bros. No lie. God, I would love some Super Smash Bros. I played some this uh, past weekend. So I just want to play Mario Kart, bro. Played that too this weekend. 
Love me some Mario Kart. Always yeah. good stuff. All we right, well, this podcast. Yeah, we do. All right, this has been episode 155. Um, we'll be back for the NFL draft special on Friday for episode 156. Have a great week. Sports party. Last words, Drew. Rinse. Repeat. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Sorry. All right. No, Sports no, no. party. Wash rinse your, and repeat. Wash your rinse, rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. And wash your hands. <laughs> this right. is terrible. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, bye guys. It's the garage 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 guys. It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys. Should we fix that ending? No, I want it just like that.